Welcome back to PHM Experience, the podcast. This week's sermon is from our very own Bishop Duane L. Bull. The title of the sermon is Freedom of Speech. Be blessed and feel free to share the message when you're done listening. ministry. Amen. This is that time that we must show full proof. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord if you desire. You can continue to stand if you want to. I understand some of you have been sitting for a long time. Amen. So you might want to just stand, but that's up to you. Glory to God. We honor you on today. We honor all of you for being here. We do have a time limit though by 10, by, by 11 o'clock, maybe 10 after the most, we will be done. Amen. And so we honor the Lord for you. We're going to um, try to continue to do this outreach uh, service like this as long as the weather permits. Amen. So let's prepare our hearts for that. Amen. As things get cooler or what have you, just bring the right equipment to be able to worship outside. Is that all right? All right. Let's move forward into the word of God. Amen. I want to share with you, amen, out of Matthew, the 21st chapter, the 21st verse, amen, to begin with on today. And let's begin to hear what the word has to say. Actually, hmm, the Holy Ghost is shifting me. Uh, glory to God. Let's go to James, the third chapter first. Amen. And begin to hear what God is saying. Third chapter, James, the third chapter. And we'll pick up on the fifth verse. Amen. We'll pick up on the fifth, fifth verse. James, the third chapter in the fifth verse. Spectacles on, bless his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Scripture says, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. It is set on fire of hell, the Bible says. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Do the fountains send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, even a vine, figs? So no fountain both yields salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Let him shew out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. I read that scripture because I am dealing with a series dealing with the freedom of speech. And in this season, it is very imperative. And I was sharing with the camp, Dominion campus on yesterday. Amen. We are in a very important time of the church. We're in a very important time because just as we as preachers and musicians and psalmists sing of the antics and the works and the exploits 
of the children of God of the past, I must, I must, I must encourage you and challenge you that we are setting a precedent in history that someone is going to remember the saints of 2020. And so our faith is on display right now. What we believe, what we declare, what we declare, what we announce, how we live in this most challenging, tumultuous season is going to be depicted by people in the future of how this church, how Jesus Christ's church stood up. All of us and most preachers use to, to get the attention of the congregations that we preach to. We always pull out the storylines that have the most impossible scenarios. We talk about the Daniels in the Lion's Dens and how crazy the environment, how what he was going through. We talk about the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnaces. We talk about the Esthers overcoming a nation and defying her king to save her people. All of these stories, we talk about the Josephs, we talk about the Moseses who, amen, confront a Pharaoh to bring us a nation back to, amen, freedom. All of these impossible scenarios we preach about, we sing about, depicting the power and the ability of God. And even in 2020, we are now, now we are the Latter-day Saints who are dealing with this pandemic in an environment that is very dangerous to our natural being, but we must remember it is not dangerous to our supernatural being. Amen. We are eternal creatures. We have been sealed to the day of redemption. We have this eternal hope. Amen. If we fall asleep in this natural body, we must believe in this season that we will be with the Lord. Now, no one I've learned is in a rush to go see Jesus right now. We all want to stay here as long as we can, as safe as we can, but we must not be a people that are afraid in this season. We must be a people that has great faith. Amen. We must be a people because someone is basing the worth of God based on how we respond to dangerous situations in this season. And I encourage you that the tongue, that little member, is important that we, amen, that we filter the words that we say in this season. The enemy is going to try to fill your mouth with fear and death and unbelief. But we must continue to declare the word of the Lord, even when we don't see change, even when we don't feel change, even though we don't have the encouragement that we're used to, we must understand that the word of the Lord stands regardless if we feel it or we don't. I can only imagine how Amen, Daniel felt thrown and then praying three times a day, believing in his God, and then even through all of that belief and all that action, all that prayer, Amen, he still got thrown into the lion's den. It, you know, God did not save him from the lion's den, but he saved him in the thing that was possibly condemning or threatening his life. I am encouraged that God, even though I, I, I don't know about you, but I know I prayed. I said, Lord, amen, let this pass. I prayed. I said, Lord, let this be over by June. I mean, I think every prophet, every pastor, prophet, Lord, you know, it started in the March. I said, Lord, let this be done in April. Lord, let this be done in May. Lord, let this be done in June. Lord, let this be done in July. Lord, I mean, every month, I said, let it be done. But you know what? I had to shift my prayer to Lord said, Lord, let it be done. Lord, make me, amen, in this. God, prepare me that I can live through this. Give me the courage, God, that I can sustain this environment. Because what if it never changes? What if we have to live like this for the next two or three years? Is God dead? God's not 
dead, he's still alive. Amen. His worship dead? Is his is the prayer that I prayed dead? Is his protection dead? Is his word dead? Lord, your word is still true. Even though I don't like the environment I'm in. Amen. You warned me. You prepared me. All these years of church that we've been going to has prepared us for this moment. Hey, it's my turn. Come on, shout. It's my turn. It's my turn to believe. It's my turn to stand on the word. It's my turn to practice my faith. It's my turn. Amen. I've read about it. I've seen other people go through it. We talk about our mothers and our grandmothers and our grandfathers, what they went through, but this is our turn. This is our turn to walk by faith and not by sight. It's our turn to believe God in the midst of obscurity. It's our turn to believe God and lift up his name, even when there's nothing to lift his name up about. Just because he's God. We used to say just because he's God. If he don't do nothing else for us, we used to say that's enough. But right now, we need to practice what we've been preaching. We need to lift up the name of Jesus in spite of our situation and give God glory and give him praise for he's worthy and his mercy endured forever. Come on, somebody say it loud. God told me we have the freedom of speech. You may not have the ability to do what you're used to doing. But you still can create things in the atmosphere. You have the freedom of speech. Amen. The enemy has not stopped your ability to pray and to intercede. You have the freedom of speech. God has not, and the enemy has not stopped you. Amen. God said, I made a whole world in six days just by talking. Glory to God. You can speak those things which are not as though they were because I've given you the power to speak. I've given you authority to declare your words are not bound. Amen. Paul said, my body may be bound, but the word of God is not bound. Come on, church. I know you may not like what's going on, but you got power in your mouth. Somebody shout, I got power. Woo, I got somebody talking back to me. I'm happy. I got power. Glory to God. I can't go where I want to go. I can't do what I want to do. But I learned from the centurion when his servant was sick. And Jesus said, I'm on my way to him. He said, you don't have to go. But if you just sing your word, my servant shall be healed. God told me to tell the church, we need to start sending a word. Start sending a word to the White House. Send the word to your job house. Send the word to your family. Hey, I know you can't go to the hospitals and see your your loved ones that are sick right now. But God said, send your word. Send the word. Send the prayer. Begin to declare something out of your mouth. God said, you have the freedom of speech. He is declaring and decreeing and putting a command on us. You need to say it. If you say it, I'll release my angels to do it. If you say it, I'll release my Holy Spirit to bring it to pass. If you say it, I'll honor your word if you trust me when you say it. If you say it, I'll release the power of the Holy Ghost in that situation. But many people, many believers are saying, the sky is falling. What are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? What's going to happen if they don't activate the unemployment again? Some of us, what if my job doesn't call me back? What if my job doesn't last this next week? What am I going to do? I, I, the last I remember, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. It hasn't changed. If they don't give us up, people in this room, people in this, in this street right now, some of you have been getting unemployment. Some of you never got it yet. But the one thing you have is that God has supplied for all of you. Some of you have not stopped working since the pandemic started, and he's been giving you provisions, and others haven't worked since it started, but some kind of way God has provided for you. Let us not give so much power in this season to things that never had no power in the first place. 
It's always been God. Somebody shout with me. It's always been God. God is the one that woke me up this morning. Come on, church. He started me on my way. He didn't have to do it, but he what? But he did. It's always been God providing. It's always been God protecting. He stayed the hand of death on the highways. He stayed the hand of death from the heart attack. He stayed the hand of death from the diabetes. He's been protecting, providing, healing, and delivering from day one. And this is no new thing for God. The truth of the matter is there's people in here right now in this service that have already had the virus, but they're still here to worship God. Hey, amen, amen. I, nobody wants it, but some people have already had the virus and they recovered. Come on. Yes, we have buried some people because of the virus, but we have more with us. Amen. That have endured it than more that have left us. God has provided and protected and increased us, and we're thankful for it. And I appreciate God for his hand. We got to say it. We got to praise him. We got to give him the glory. I know we're used to doing it in the church environment. I know we're used to this when the drum is banging and the organ is going. I know we're used to doing it in a certain form. But we got to be the people that say, let everything that have breath. Come on, do you know how important that is? Let everything that have breath. We got to praise the Lord. Do you know how important that is? Everything that have breath, we need to praise the Lord. Everything that have breath, every day we breathe, breathe in, breathe out. And then we got to understand that is a blessing. Hallelujah. The spirit of the living God is here. The Bible says in Romans, the 14th chapter and 11th verse, for it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess of God. We're in a season that people need to bow to God. We, the church, need to bow to God. Well, some say this is going on because of sin. It could be. Some could say this is judgment. Very well could be. Regardless of the sin or judgment, we, the church, have the answer. Regardless, amen, if it's the tyranny of mankind, we, the church, are not without the answer. God has given us the answer that, you know, you know all we have to do is, is, is humble ourselves. All we have to do is bow before him. All we have to do is honor God. Most importantly, as a church, all we have to do is repent and turn. Come on. Amen. It's not time to point fingers. It's time to bow down. It's not time to figure it out. We understand there's something going on. And all through the Bible, whenever there was a worldwide attack on mankind, it always stemmed from sin. Let's not act like we don't know. It might not be your sin, but worldwide, sin has released this kind of manifestation in the earth. And we, the church, are not here to be spectators, but intercessors for this season. So we know why we're in this place. Don't, don't, don't try to sugarcoat it. We know why the world is in this place. The degradation, the sin, the perversion, the things that are going on. Let's not try to cover it up with a praise and worship song. Let's understand that God is tired. He's tired. And he wouldn't allow this kind of release to come on the whole world unless there was sin. Um, in my Bible, the only time God releases this kind of manifestation is when mankind is denying the power of God. It's the truth. Nobody wants to hear that. Everybody wants to think that it's just something that was going to happen anyhow. But that's not true. And I believe as a church, we need to bow. We need to humble. We need to repent. We need to say, God, 
And you know what? The thing about repentance, living by intercession, is many times we have the power not just to cover what we but we can intercede for other people too. Yeah. And that's what we need to do. We're so consumed with what's going on in the White House. We're so consumed with what's going on in the policy. We're so consumed about the politicians. And we're so consumed about the political environment. When we realize that's not our assignment. We should vote. Yes, we should be involved. But our true God-given assignment is to intercede and be between death and life. We are the intercede and begin to change the spiritual demonic, dogmas, and, and the spiritual powers that are in high places. We are called by God to pull down strongholds. We're not here to pull. We're not here to recognize strongholds. We're not here to identify strongholds. We're here to pull down strongholds. And so God is calling us. And he says, you and I have the freedom of speech. What are you saying? What are you declaring? What's coming out your mouth? Good. Holy Spirit, I don't have a prophecy to say. We begin to do this in 30 days, everything's going to be good. I don't know that. I don't have that prophecy. God didn't tell that to me. But he's giving me an answer of what we need to do. So these are my people who are called by my name of humble themselves and pray. Yeah. And turn from the wicked ways. Then I would hear from heaven. Then I would hear what? The land. The land needs to be healed. The environment needs to be healed. The air needs to be healed. It needs to be healed. And we have the answer as a church to heal it. We need to pray. We need to believe God. My time is about out. We need to understand that we have a God-given responsibility. I think even preachers, even bishops, even apostles, even church leaders are looking to see who's going to lead the way. Who's going to identify the elephant that's in the room? Who's going, and then who's going to start the prayer? Who's going to start the consecration? Who's going to start the fast? And then we know the, we know how to make change, but who's going to make the sacrifice? Who's going to step ahead? Because we are challenged right now that people think that what they're going through is a sacrifice enough, but we must press beyond what's going on in our flesh and realize that we're going to save mankind, if we're going to save our family, somebody needs to be bold enough to step up because we have a freedom of speech. I need somebody to declare I shall live and not die. We shall declare the works of the Lord. Come on, I shall live and not die. I shall declare the works of the Lord. Say it with me, we shall live and not die. We shall declare the works of the Lord. Come on, clap your hands on your people and bless the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs, as I close, 18 and 21, a familiar scripture. It's interesting how it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I broke this down the other day. I said, look, it's amazing how God, amen, prefaced the scripture by saying, first death. He knows the propensity of flesh is the first to speak negatively before it's positive. He understands the flesh. He says, death. In life, right, in the power of the tongue. And many times we'll speak the certain, we'll, we'll, we'll be sarcastic and cynical and doubtful and fearful before we, we, before we speak faith. But God is telling me to tell you the fruit of what you speak is what you're going to receive. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The Bible says it very clearly. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You're going to create the fruit based on what comes out of your mouth. What fruit are you creating, God says? 
Are you are you creating life and peace and joy? Are you creating the fruit of fear and death and loss? Don't allow the enemy to entangle your mind saying, well, if this pandemic here, we would be here by now. Uh, if this pandemic didn't come, I would be here. Let me, let me tell you something. God wasn't surprised when this happened. When God told the preachers like me in the beginning of the year that 2020 was a year of vision, I understand it more clearly than that. Because you need vision right now. Because it's strong enough ain't nothing to see. Amen, somebody. God was talking truth when he said 2020 is a year of vision. We need to stay focused on what God is putting our heart to do. We thought when he said it, it was going to be this, that, or the other. We have been mistaken before and we're mistaken again. But this is still a year of vision of the supernatural. We got to see God in this season. We got to understand that God is not on vacation. He is present right now. He promised us he'd never leave us off the safest, right? Amen. He was in there beginning. He was there yesterday, what? Today, and what? Forevermore. God is God. He is constant. He is consistent. He is faithful. And don't allow this environment to trick you and trick your vocabulary to think that God is on vacation. The devil may say it, but that's not the truth. God has been protecting us, providing for us, and making way for us since day one. And he has not shifted our chains, his will concerning us. Everything he promises is still intact. All the provisions of God, yes, they are yay and amen. I am here to tell you that we have the freedom of speech. Here's the thing we have to overcome. We've all been guilty of this as I try to close. Hallelujah, it's easy to go by the train. Here's the thing we have to overcome. We've all made this human mistake. When God says something to us, we formulate in our own mind how he's going to do it. Amen? Oh, God said, I'm going to get a house. And you start figuring out how you're going to get your house. And you start looking at your credit. You start looking at your income. You start looking at how much I, you know, and God said, I'm going to get your house. But he didn't say he's going to do it the way you want to figure it out. See, God can give you a house with no mortgage. Come on, somebody. He didn't tell you that you had to be the one that was going to give it. He just revealed to you that he was going to do it for you. And what happened is, everything that God told us he's going to do, we're disappointed because we thought we figured out how he was going to do it. But God's not going to do it the way we figured it out. He just shut down all of our ways. And now we are now sitting. I'm telling you, you're in one of the best positions of your life because right now, you and I are defenseless. Right now, you and I can't move an inch. Right now, if it's going to be done, it's going to be all done. You're at a time and a season of the miraculous because we can't help God this time. This time, when God says he's going to do it, we all know it's going to be the hand of God because all of our ways of helping God are not avoided in this season. And I'm going to trust God, even though I can't trace him, even though my plan has been foiled, I'm going to stop being depressed about my plan not working, and I'm going to put my faith in the hand of God of this season, and I'm going to trust him, regardless if I can't see how he's going to do it. I'm believing that his word, that his word will come to pass concerning my life. Let us all stand. Let us all stand. Let us all stand believe God. I want you to begin to praise God that his word is going to come to pass for your life. I want you to praise God right now that his word is going to come to pass concerning your life. Come on, I want you to celebrate about your God. You don't have no order, you got no keyboard, you don't have to make your own sound. I want you to praise God that his word concerning your life is going to come to pass. Come on, say it. His word concerning my life.
is going to come to pass. Say it again. His word concerning my life is going to come to pass. Say it again. His word. Say it, God. His word concerning my life is going to come to pass. We have to fill our speech. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. Some of y'all are afraid to ask because you can't see how God's going to do it. God says, ask in the midst of a pandemic. Ask when Wall Street shut down. Ask when you're laid off. Ask when there is no job. Ask when there is no provision. Ask me and watch me manifest my glory in the situation. God don't need your help. He never did. But he does need your speech. He does need your words to be released. He does need your faith to be released in the atmosphere. He needs you to release your word so he can release his provision. He needs you to release your word so he can release your protection. In Jesus' name, we're praying. Father, we honor you on today, and we thank you for this service. We thank you for this opportunity to exhort your name. We thank you for this opportunity to gather as one people, as one body. We thank you for the faith that's being stirred in this, in this street right now, in this parking lot. We thank you, Father. We cast out every vain imagination. We bring every thought under the obedience of Christ. Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost of God. Right now, I pray that your people be filled with the Holy Ghost. Father, those who are empty right now, I pray that their vessels be filled with the Holy Ghost. God, everyone that's dried up in their faith and in their experience, I pray that a fresh deluge of your glory would fall in this parking lot and begin to feel the people of God. I pray those who got the Holy Ghost will begin to pray in the Spirit. God, I pray you open heaven in this place and you would feel, God, every vessel with the power of your Spirit. Some people haven't felt your presence in over six or eight months. Father, let the anointing of the Lord fall in this place right now. God, I pray for deluge. I pray for saturation. I pray for the stirring up of the Holy Spirit. I pray for the power of your might to now saturate us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we honor you, oh God. We thank you, oh God. We exalt you, oh God. We honor you, Holy Spirit, and we thank you for your loving kindness in your tender mercies. We say yes, Lord, and we honor you in spirit and in truth, and we thank you for your will being done. For, Lord, it's not my will, but it's thine will be done. In the name of Jesus, give us courage, give us tenacity, give us a resilience that we are the 2020 saints. We are the saints of this next decade. We are the intercessors. We are the ones who will make the difference between life and death. We pray.